It's Thursday, October 29th. Welcome to Market Foolery. I'm Chris Hill. Joining me in studio today from Molly Fool Funds, Bill Barker. Happy National Cat Day. Oh, thank you. <laughs> it's a big day in our house. Because you have like, how many cats do you Dozen. have? We have four. You have four cats. Four cats. Yeah. Including, uh, I'm not an expert, but I, one of the best, if not the best named cats in America Party Cat. Well, Party Cat's dead. Thank oh, did Party you, Cat die? Thank you for die? bringing that up. Oh, I'm <laughs> really? Party Cat died? Yeah. Yes. Wow, this is awkward. <laughs> hey, let's talk about some earnings. Uh, we've got MasterCard, we've got Yelp, but we're going to start. I'd like to point out to the confused <laughs> listeners out there that Party Cat did not die in any party related accident, just so that I keep you right. know, people off my back. Just because I named him, that thinking that I'm making my cat party or anything. It's a great like that. name. It's a great. It name. was a great name, and I bestow it upon the rest of the country to use at their, you know, um, choosing. Well, and as you, you've t- what it would happen though is when you're having Party Cat uh, go to the vet, so you get that call from the vet, like uh, confirming the call, and uh, you, you know, Party Cat's coming in at four thirty tomorrow, and and they would always be excited, like I got to meet Party Cat. Right. And I felt like this is going to be hugely disappointing because he he was just a cat, right? I mean, he didn't he didn't do tricks. He didn't wear like a funny hat or anything like that. He was just pretty good standard cat. So with a great name, with a great name. But then you know they get their you know they get all excited like I've got to meet this cat. <laughs> um, we're gonna start with. The two biggest, two of the biggest losers on the Nasdaq today. Um, let's start with Buffalo Wild Wings. Third quarter profits for Buffalo Wild Wings came in much lower than expected. Um, they lowered guidance for the full fiscal year. There was some guidance into 2016 that you know, sort of a light at the end of the tunnel. Um, this is a really big miss. I'm, I'm, I'm not surprised that. That they had a bad quarter, yep. But I guess I'm surprised that the quarter was this bad. Yeah, a, a number of factors combined uh, to gang up on Buffalo Wild Wings. If you want to take the optimistic view for the company, and uh, I know that there are plenty in this comp- in this company, the Motley Fool, that follow Buffalo Wild Wings. So I think it's a, a well followed and well liked company. And wing prices were up. There's only so much that the company can do about that. That's a commodity, basically. And also, uh, labor costs were up, and we're seeing this in a lot of companies beyond Buffalo Wild Wings. Um, you know, they didn't have a great quarter in in any respect. It's a growing company, still not growing as fast as was expected. But you know, the the sporting calendar had like a little bit to do with it. Uh, World Series was pushed out, and you know the timing of that affected things a little bit. And some of the, uh, I guess, some of the bye weeks for some of the big market football teams. You know, they're all they're all excuses that uh, you don't get to get away. It, it it makes itself up in the next quarter if that's the case. That that some of the calendar pushed out to the fourth quarter. Um, we'll see. This has to be though one of those times where. You're happy you've got a CEO like Sally Smith with the tenure that she has, with the track record that she has, uh, because she's seen quarters like this before. Um, and so, whatever concern um, may be going on with the business or with, as you said, you know, you can't you can't really control 
the cost of chicken wings, um, but the fact that you have a very experienced leader at the top, uh, that certainly helps a little bit. Sure. And I think that uh, Sally Smith has done a great job for employees, for shareholders, and uh, should be expected to continue to do that. It's a function of today's uh, decline in the stock, which was uh, 15 16% yeah. earlier in the day. I'm not sure what it is at the moment. Uh, when you bring down, I think, uh, earnings were expected, uh, sales were expected to be 13%, and now they're talking about single digits and not really even narrowing. Are we talking about low single digits, mid single digits, high single digits? Uh, that's enough uncertainty that that gets factored in. People just don't know how to do the math at the moment. Both 15 and 16, 2016 uh, guidance is coming down uh, from what the expectations were. So, growth continues, but at a slower pace than everybody was assuming before this call. Another stock down 15, 16% so far today. GoPro. Third quarter profit and revenue came in much lower than expected. The the new line of wearable cameras that GoPro has, they're just flat out not selling as many as they thought they were going to. They did some price cutting, which certainly doesn't help on the revenue side. Um, and uh, unlike Buffalo Wild Wings, they don't have the benefit of a long track record as a public company um, uh, and a long tenure at the top with the CEO. No, I think I was on either the day that GoPro uh, first came public or shortly thereafter, and, and the stock was just taking off. And I uh, advised that out of my general lack of knowledge of, of the company, you know, that was not a good time to buy. You know, on IPO day for a, a hot IPO, and it went from twenty four dollars to up to ninety in a couple of months. I, I looked. Stupid, uh, but it's it's back down to twenty four, which doesn't probably make me look any less stupid. It just is sort of a long round trip to the price that it came public at, and so maybe that price was a better uh, guidepost for what the value of the company is after going through a year of great optimism for at least the first six months, and now looking at things and seeing a more tepid uh, expectation. Look, the, the company is growing. I, I think sales grew year over year, something like 40%, something like that. So, you have to be impressed if you take a couple steps back at what the company has achieved. It's moved into, created a, a brand and plenty of sales, but uh, competition, This I, I don't understand why anybody would get that excited about this company projecting it out very far because it's uh, it's something that can be competed against fairly easily. Nick Woodman, the CEO, um, was on CNBC earlier today, and one of the things he said was, you know, we, we took our foot off the gas uh, with marketing, um, and, and we're going to work on that, which which is fine, and that may well be true, but that also means if we're going to, if we're going <laughs> to take him at his word, doesn't that mean uh, we're going to start spending a lot more money on marketing, and maybe that's the maybe that's the path forward? But I think that's a pretty clear indication that whatever the marketing expenses were for this last quarter, expect them to go up. Yeah, well, it's the a big quarter for them, the fourth quarter, as it is for many others. So, competing for marketing time during this quarter is 
uh, you're at the the whims of everybody else's ad budget as well. And I think it's true. I can certainly remember seeing more GoPro ads uh, a while ago than I've seen recently. Mostly watching sports is where I would see them, and I think that's a good audience for them to pursue. But it there was a recent, um, I think it was Piper Jaffrey, maybe somebody else, uh, published a survey on what the top brands were, what people wanted the most for Christmas, and GoPro really wasn't doing well and, and had declined year over year in, in terms of the number of people that expected to get GoPro. I think it was teens. Um we're asking for that as one of their top requests for for Christmas. So that's not an ideal data point either. You know, the company's growing well. It's established a name. It's established a product that people, plenty of people, want. But it invites competition. There really doesn't seem to be a must-have gadget this year in the way that in years past, you know, last year or the year before, which, whichever it was, it might have been both. You know, GoPro was one of those things. I mean, Apple has has had that title in the past. There, there doesn't seem to be any clarity this year in terms of a, this is the thing that's going to be the hot gadget. No, I suppose not. If if the iWatch or Apple Watch is not establishing itself as it, I don't think has in that category. People have already probably got more gadgets than they know what to do with at this point. Um, I don't. I don't know how GoPro distinguishes itself and makes a, 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 its video camera a must-have for the masses. I think for a certain you know extreme sports population, they've succeeded in being very relevant there. Uh, but beyond that, I think it's it's a challenge. Not everybody's having a bad day. MasterCard third quarter profit and revenue came in better than expected. Stock up a little bit, hitting hitting a new high. Just right there in lockstep with Visa as a highly competent cash generating machine that I rather stupidly just sat out the last few years. Yes. Well, uh, the American consumer is still going strong and. Spending possibly more than he or she should be spending uh, on on credit. Uh, you know, how much cash do you use these days? I actually went to an ATM earlier this morning just to get some. Interesting. Cash. What was that like? <laughs> uh, it's been a few weeks. Was since there a I, long line? There was, was there no <laughs> line at the ATM. That's the great thing about going to the ATM. There's no line. Uh, no, I I go. Many weeks without going to an ATM, uh, just tend to use credit cards for everything, and that's great for Mastercard. It's great for Visa. It's great for some others, and there are competitors in the, uh, you know, online and the PayPal and Apple Pay and various things, but they're not encroaching yet uh, enough to really, I think. Maybe down the line, these things be, start eating into some of uh, Mastercard and Visa's uh, profits, but they're uh, keeping an eye on it and, and getting investments in that area as well. So, I think they'll do fine. Do you think, in the next ten years, twenty years, in our lifetimes, coins are going to go away? Are we going to get rid of the penny at some point? How many more studies <laughs> need to come out? <laughs> Where someone says, "Look, this is what it costs to make the penny. If we get rid of it, we will literally save billions of dollars." Is that going to happen? Well, it's not billions. 
I, if you if you stretch it out over enough time, I think it's billions. I guess if you stretch. It, yeah. <laughs> can, can we in our lifetime? That's the question. Yeah. In our lifetimes, will we see? Well, I, I, I the next thirty years. Do you think we get rid? Do of we the get pen? that much time still? I, I, I like know, to think I we do. So. I'm being, <laughs> I'm being really it. optimistic. Let's okay. We'll back it up. Twenty. Twenty. Next years. twenty years. Do you think we get rid of the penny? I kind of hope we do. Yeah, I'm gonna say in the second half of those 20 years. Okay. We we get rid of the penny. The good news for you and me is we're not going to be in this studio in 20 <laughs> years to fact check this. Uh, help me understand this. Yelp Yelp continues to lose money hand over fist and yet revenue for the third quarter was up 40%. Their mobile traffic is up and so because of that the stock is being bid up 8 9% today. Uh, well, it had an easy act to follow uh, in terms of it's expectations. It's the best thing in life. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's declined so much. Uh, it's disappointed uh, a number of quarters in a row, and you know there's there's some spots out there where it, it did uh, exceed expectations um, in terms of uh, they they raised their. Revenue guidance for the the midpoint of the revenue guidance for the year by a tiny bit, um, and that's that's enough. Uh, there's just a little bit better of a story expected than there was before the morning started. Do you want any part of this business? No, no, <laughs> no, I don't. Is there? Can you think of a scenario? No, in which Yelp <laughs> is a standalone company in. Three to five years. I, 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 this just seems all the world like they're just biding their time, waiting for a much bigger company to buy them. I can foresee a scenario uh, where they don't have, where their expectations of the value of their company do not match uh, what people are willing to pay for it. But I think they would be better off being bought out by somebody that could um, put their put their Data to better use. Um, I, I think it it needs to be somebody who doesn't. It's difficult though because the brand is a little bit tarnished, you know, with the understanding among some out there that uh, Yelp is, you know, going to people and saying if you pay up, then we'll give the better reviews, better placement, and and so I don't really follow who has said what last on all that. But it's out there, and I think the the brand is a little bit tarnished. People do not expect, not everybody expects that when they go to Yelp, they're going to get a, a purely objective uh, rating what they're looking at. They may know what to find, uh, how to look beyond the things that they don't trust there, and it is easy to find yourself on Yelp when you're searching for businesses and looking at ratings and so it still gets used but if somebody's going to buy it they they would be buying it with that um, that problem out there and and so who who just wants to bid up for it but don't you think that let's just use Google as an example if Google decides we can better monetize this than they can, and they don't pay an arm and a leg for it. Don't you think that Google's first move is to essentially scrub the Yelp branding from this entire platform? Well, then what's it then? Yeah, probably. So, what? How much do you want it? I mean, what are you willing to pay for that? I'm not willing to pay anything. For that. <laughs>
MarketFoolery at fool.com is our email address from Mark in Berlin. In yesterday's show, you talked about Porsche and why its shares fell together with Volkswagen. If you buy Porsche stock these days, you do not buy the actual car maker, but shares of Porsche Holding SE. As the name indicates, this is simply a holding company which happens to hold about 51% of Volkswagen's common shares. That is probably why Porsche was dragged down with Volkswagen. Keep up the great work, everyone. I enjoy listening to Market Foolery while running or on my daily commute. Thank you. That's uh, that's that's nice, and that's certainly helpful information. Thank you also to Shiraz Sedeno, in uh, who is stationed in Tokyo, Japan, for the uh, for the video he sent in for Fulapalooza next week. Very cat much videos? appreciated. Not a cat video. Not a cat video. A, a, no, a video of of Shiraz. Uh, just sort of uh, just a without short video. cat. Uh, without a cat. Well, maybe Shiraz has a cat. It's just not in the video. I okay. don't know. I have no idea. Uh, it's hard to, hard to find non-cat videos on the internet, <laughs> especially today. Especially on National Cat Day. Are you looking forward to Fulapalooza, our annual meeting? Sure. It's a nice, nice place. Nice, nice group of people to spend 24, 28 hours with. However long we're all there together. Yeah, we'll be there uh, next Monday and Tuesday. So you can just uh, throw out a show from there. Uh, we are not that dedicated to the audience, are you? <laughs> uh, we won't be doing a show from Fulapalooza. You're going to tape we'll, one in advance we'll, and pretend we'll, that it's uh, like relevant on Monday? Uh, I don't think nah. we're going to pretend it's relevant. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think we've ever tried to pretend that we're relevant here. But Thanks for being here. All right. Thank you. As always, people on the program may have interest in the stocks they talk about, and The Motley Fool may have formal recommendations for or against. So don't buy or sell stocks based solely on what you hear. That's going to do it for this edition of Market Foolery. Show is mixed by Dan Boyd. I'm Chris Hill. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.